United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. This is Elliot Williams in for Julie Mason here on Julie Mason Morning, Sirius XM POTUS 124. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Williams. You can find sitting right here Brian Harding, senior expert for Asia uh, for the United States Institute of Peace. He, he, he is uh, uh, United States Institute of Peace. Apologies for that. Brian, how you doing? Good, good to be with you. Sorry about that. I got tongue-tied for a second. But uh, clearly you are a more articulate human being than I am, and uh, we've got plenty to talk about with you. So tell me this. Um, we've got the White House Summit on Pacific Island Nations taking p- place September 28th. And 29th. And first off, big picture question for you. This is painfully basic, but how do we define what are the Pacific Island nations? Yeah, the first thing I'd say is that your readers may not have heard uh, about the White House Summit on the Pacific Islands because this has never happened before. Literally, this Thursday and Friday, President Biden, many members of the cabinet are going to be spending time with 14 independent countries um, and some other affiliated territories of, uh, of other countries. Um, um, in the Pacific Islands region, first time ever. Um, this is these are small countries uh, geographically in terms of their their footprint, their land, their population, but they encompass a vast swath of the Earth's surface, basically from the west coast of the United States to the Philippines down to Australia, New Zealand. All that that blue space there in the region itself is calling itself increasingly a large ocean continent, the Blue Continent. Uh, to try to make the point that this is just a huge part of the Earth's uh, surface. Now, how do we think about United States interests there, given the scope? And like you said, you mentioned starting at Hawaii all the way uh, or the Pacific uh, coast of the United States all the way over to Asia. Obviously, this is strategically very important for the United States. So how do we think of the, the country's needs in that region? Yeah, so, so the reality is that the United States is paying more attention now to the Pacific Islands region than it has at any time since World War II. Uh, um, in the last serious U.S. engagement mm-hmm. with this region was during that period, except for in the northern Pacific, where the United States has unique relationships with three countries, Palau, Micronesia, and the Marshall Islands that used to be U.S.-U.N. trust territories that now have unique relationships with the United States. But basically, other than that, that, that ring of countries that sort of stretches from Hawaii to the Philippines and the South Pacific, um, really, the United States has left this to Australia, New Zealand uh, to engage these countries, provide leadership. But it's really China's global rise, global U.S.-China uh, rivalry that is bringing these countries into focus. Now, the countries of the South Pacific, of the Pacific Islands generally, they have some concerns about China. but They also have a lot of interests where they want Chinese economic engagement. And if you ask them, their top priority by far mm-hmm. is climate change. Ah, now, um, one question for you. You'd made a note right off the bat. There hasn't been a, a summit of this kind before, right? Very important for it to happen. Why now specifically? Now, you've touched on what I think are some of the reasons, talking about the power of China and, and obviously climate as, as an issue. But what is it about today, this week, this month, this year that makes it like, right? Go ahead. Yeah. So, so this is part of a what the Biden White House would say is a comprehensive approach to what they're calling the Indo-Pacific. So mm-hmm. sort of zooming out a bit and saying, there's, you know, we're, done, we're, we're not going to talk about Asia, we're going to talk about Indo-Pacific. 
And this basically means from the west coast of India uh, out into the Pacific Islands region. So thinking about this as, as one whole system. Uh, and ultimately, the driver here is the United States has huge interest in this system, but we have growing economies, impacts of climate change, transnational threats. But at the same time, China uh, and competition with China, trying to change the rules uh, and tear down the international system that has worked pretty well for the region, for ourselves, for our allies, our partners since the end of World War II. So the Biden White House will say this is part of a broader strategy for what they call the Indo-Pacific region. And as part of the summit, the White House is going to release uh, the first ever national strategy on the Pacific Islands region. And they'll make uh, pains to say that this is uh, a part of the broader Indo-Pacific strategy, which nests into the national security strategy. So they see this as one piece. Um, uh, uh, President Biden has had some serious engagement with Southeast Asian leaders uh, as a bloc. So this is one more part of it. Now, so that's what the United States is seeking. What will Pacific Island leaders seek from the United States here? Yeah, so again, uh, climate change is at the top of it, and mm -hmm. it's less about uh, cutting emissions as adapting to rising seas. So they're looking for some creative uh, plans from the United States as the world's largest uh, emitter historically uh, to, to how, how the United States is going to help them address these challenges. They're also looking for just general economic support. They're looking for... Um, uh, you have to follow through with commitments on what is called maritime domain awareness to help these countries understand what's happening in their vast uh, waters that hold valuable fish stocks. Um, but for the United States, it's just in general, they're looking for just consistent U.S. engagement. They're looking for some of the basics. The United States has neglected this region to the point where there are significant countries where the United States does not have embassies. The United States has re recently said it's going to establish uh, diplomatic outposts in three new Pacific Island countries. They want to see that. They want to see normal stuff like the Peace Corps come back. Uh, so they, they, in a lot of ways, they like the fact the United States is focused on the region in the context of China, but they certainly don't want to talk about China. They want to talk about their own interests and needs. And, uh, and frankly, uh, uh, an appetite for an increased serious U.S. engagement in the region. And you, so again, you've used the word engagement a couple of times, and I think a couple of the things you threw out were one, more peace, you know, bring back Peace Corps, two, embassies. But what other ways can the U.S., specific ways can the U.S. increase engagement in the region? Yeah, well, no matter what you do, these are small countries population-wise. So whatever you do has significant impact. Oh, good point. So by having a, by, by having, and, and Frank, and if you look at the other side, I mean, China sees it the same way. They see this as a, a low investment, potentially high impact arena to score uh -huh. meaningful and symbolic wins on, on various things. There's also the element of Taiwan here. So uh, that's really, you know, come into the public consciousness. Four of the remaining Taiwanese diplomatic allies, as they're called, are in the Pacific Islands region. Um, and, you know, the United States has an interest in, in Taiwan maintaining its international space. And two of those countries, Palau and the Marshall Islands, two countries that, that were part of a major report that USIP just put out last week, where the United States has really just fundamental strengths over China. Um, you also have Taiwan as part of the mix. Uh, so supporting our Taiwanese friends and, and, and their international space is also a U.S. priority. 
Brian Harding, senior expert for Asia for the United States Institute of Peace. Thanks so much, and congratulations on the good work uh, around uh, the United States or the White House Summit on Pacific Island Nations. Certainly, it's the efforts of the U.S. Institute of Peace in promoting stability around the globe that, that has led to events like this. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. Look forward to it again. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.